He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous, I what, it's the first day of February. Welcome to February, and um, welcome to the Matt Long Show. Got a great show lined up for you today. Here in about uh, eight, nine minutes, we're going to have Sid Miller, the uh, Agriculture Commissioner for the state of Texas, is going to be the line on the line with us here um, but he, but before we get to that, my good friend Jody Gould, the owner, operator, proprietor, uh, chief bottle washer at Tejas Smoke Depot, is calling in today from Cashville, Tennessee. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt. It's uh, always good to have you here. We're glad you're having some time off and a little vacation. I'm jealous. But uh, even while you're gone, the Tejas Smoke Depot is open for business. Would you tell us a little bit about the Smoke Depot, what you guys carry out there? Well, we're a tobacco store that carries all of your tobacco needs. We have fine cigars. We have under-premium cigars, cigarettes, roll-your-own tobaccos, snuff, chew, anything you can imagine, all the accessories that go along with tobacco, vape, disposables. Liquids. Um, we have a nice line of um, apparatuses for your vaping needs, and uh, just a whole array of tobacco products. That you know, like I said, anything you need. If we don't have it, we can get it or try to. Um, and you know, like I said, a 150 square foot walk-in humidor with a wide selection of premium cigars. And um, as you know, we do a feature a cigar every week to put on special, and I'm going to get this out before I forget what I'm doing. Um, this week's special is going to be the Havana Blend. Um, they are a Cuban tobacco grown in Cuba, and it was apparently shipped here before the embargo, and so they're combined with Connecticut tobaccos, and uh, they're a premium cigar with a value price already, and so those are going to be the featured cigars for this week. Um, and they're, they range around four to seven dollars, so they're they're a nice price on these cigars. That sounds that sounds like a deal, you know, uh, folks. The Taos Smoke Depot, and this is Jody Gould on the phone with me. They are on the west end of Fredericksburg, on the west end of town. If you're on Main Street, go west, and when you get to the Y at the end of town, bear off to the left. That's one of the few times I'll tell you to bear to the left on this radio program, but bear off to the left and a wee bit down on the left, you will see the Tejas Smoke Depot. And remember, if you have your kids in the truck, make a counterclockwise circle around the building and uh, pull right up to the window there. One of the things that we've been doing now for several years is we have a phrase that pays every month and uh, you get the phrase that pays um, and or every week, and uh, if you go into the store that week and use the phrase that pays, you get an instant discount at the cash register, and your name gets uh, put in the hat for a monthly drawing, which we do on the first Thursday of every month, 
And today is the first Thursday of February. So Judy, Jody, Jody, who is our monthly winner this month? Well, our very loyal customer, Grover, is the winner this month. All right, congratulations, Grover. I know Grover is a regular listener, and so um, thank you, Grover, so much for listening, and thank you, Grover, for supporting the businesses that support us. Uh, uh, Jody, what is the phrase that pays this week? Well, this one came to me last night, and I don't know if it makes sense, but spontaneity is the key to insanity. Okay, we'll have to think about that one. Spontaneity is the key to insanity. Um, yeah, I'll have to think. Well, I'll, I'll see if uh, Franklin uh, Benjamin Franklin ever said anything like that. Jody, tell us about your hours when you're open. Okay, we're open Monday through Friday, eight a.m. eight p.m. Saturday, nine a.m. to seven p.m. and closed on Sunday. There you go, Jody. Did we? Uh, let's see. We've got the phrase that pays. Uh, we have uh, our monthly winner drawing, and um, we've got your location and your business hours. Um, besides tobacco products, you guys also carry a whole bunch of uh, different uh, 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 convenience store items. Tell us about those. Well, we have beer and wine, uh, sodas, snack items, and, um, you know, i got to say we don't carry the paper anymore, Matt. <laughs> you know. That's I, I'm 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 sorry. That's that's sad because I know the uh, all our bird lovers out there who were used to picking up that paper to line their cages. I guess you're just going to have to find something else now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. We just didn't sell enough. <laughs> they dropped us. Okay, so Jody, um, y'all have safe travels. Uh, we look forward to having you back home out of Texas. But, uh, you know, Tennessee's not a bad place to be hanging out. So, uh, you know, that was a bunch of Tennesseans that saved Texas. So I, I still have a little bit of gratitude to folks in Tennessee. Uh, absolutely, Matt. Uh, it's a beautiful state, um, and uh, but it's, it's expensive <laughs> here in Nashville. Okay. Jody, thank you so much, um, and uh, we appreciate you. You have been supporting this program since the very beginning. We're about to hit the five-year anniversary of this program, and it's so exciting, and I'm so proud to have you as a sponsor. Folks, support those businesses that support us. And, uh, Jody, um, safe travels. We will see you when you are back in town. Thanks, Matt. You have a fabulous day. We'll see you soon. All right, there you go, folks. Um, we're going to take a short break. And uh, uh, my my phone cutting off and on button is behind me in a weird place. And so every time I reach for it, the uh, I go off mic. Um, I got a little some words of wisdom. And, yeah, I skipped Ben yesterday. It bothered me all day that I didn't get my Ben Franklin in. But I got some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin today. Um, he says, uh, this is from uh, Poor Richard's Almanac, um, 1758, I believe. And he says, um, he that carries a small crime easel, easily, he that carries a small crime easily will carry it on when it comes to be an ox. Wow, a small crime and you know how big an ox is. And Ben's saying, if you don't have a problem with small crimes, it won't be a problem. You won't have a problem 
with big crime. So, um, folks, uh, hang in there. The phone started lighting up. I believe we have a guest on the line. We're going to take a short break, and we will bring you the news, and we'll be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for sticking around, staying tuned. We know you have a choice, and uh, we love it when you're sticking here with us. And right now I have a real special guest on the line with me. And actually, he's been in the Hill Country recently, and many of us had a chance to visit with him. And uh, he's going to be back in the Hill Country in about two weeks, and we're going to talk about that today. But it's an honor to welcome onto the program the Texas Department of Agriculture's Commissioner, Sid Miller. Good morning, Mr. Miller. Good morning, Matt. Good to be with you. All right. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it uh, coming on today. And um, we, uh, I got a, last time I was in your office, um, I got this awesome little booklet that uh, goes through and basically, I think it's a great little, I think everybody in Texas, everybody in these different departments should have a little, have a little booklet like this. And it tells you tells us everything that the Ag Department does. Would you give us just a quick rundown of what the job of the Commissioner of Agriculture is in the state of Texas? Whew, I don't know if I can make it quick, but I'll go as fast as I can. It's a uh, you know, uh, agriculture has always been the glue that held our state together, even going back as early as the, you know, Longhorn cattle drive. So I oversee a $6 billion operation, and that's, that's a budget that's larger than the budget of uh, 31 states. You know, we have over 130 statutory functions we perform uh, for the state and federal government. Uh, things like uh, food nutrition is my largest division I'm responsible for. Five million school meals each day, uh, but we also are the consumer protection agency for the state. So I make sure that every barcode scanner in the state is accurate and true and correct. Every scale in the state is accurate, true and correct. Of course, we oversee pesticides and and uh, any all the weights and measures, uh, anything that's sold like that. So we uh, uh, run the organic program. We make sure that your food doesn't have uh, E. coli or salmonella in it, you know, we inspect the, the eggs and make sure that uh, you get a gallon of milk when you, you know, you purchase a gallon. So uh, we're the marketing team for the state. We run the Go Texan program, and we have, do that worldwide. And, and we even have our own TV show called Texas Agriculture Matters on uh, 6 p.m. every week on the RFD TV network. We have our own uh, NASCAR racing team, the Go Texan number 22 truck in the NASCAR series. Uh, so, you know, we run uh, uh, biosecurity for the state. We go trucks over and inspect them for uh, not what you normally would think, you know, border security is, but we inspect for anything that would harm our agriculture industry. You know, uh, infectious diseases, uh, insects, invasive plants and species, things like that, and a whole host of other things. I'll just leave it right there. 
All right, you you did a pretty good job. I was following you in the booklet. Now, in the booklet, you have it in uh, alphabetical order, so you're going to have to work on that, uh, Mr. Miller. I have a uh, um, there was a um, the one of the first moves you made when you got elected a number of years ago. And by the way, uh, Mr. Miller is not up for election in this cycle. His term is two more years, and we're going to get to him about that here in a minute. But uh, one of the first actions you did was to give amnesty. Yeah, I said it, to give amnesty to cupcakes. Would you tell us about that? <laughs> That's correct. I've been in office two weeks, and I decided that uh, I was going to do away with every mandate that would ever put on our schools when it comes to nutrition and, and the lunchrooms. I, I think that uh, uh, those decisions are best made at the local level. Uh, the school board, and how about uh, parents having a say in what their kids eat? So I said, told them, you know, I was granting amnesty to cupcakes, and we would no longer tell uh, mothers and parents whether they could bring cookies or cupcakes to school anymore. We'd leave that up to the to the local school to make those decisions. We're getting out of that business. Well, I have to tell you, you you had a you, you made a lot of fans out of six, seven, and eight year olds. So you got to keep them on track till they're old enough to vote. Tell us about this Go Texas uh, project, because these are signs I see everywhere in the grocery stores, and um, I, I didn't know where it was coming from until I heard you speak a couple of weeks ago. And uh, this program, uh, tell us what about this program, sir. Well, it's been around a while. We're celebrating our 25 years, uh, 25th year this year. And what it is, people that uh, entrepreneurs, startup companies, mom and pop operations, they might make a really good jam or beef jerky or some other Texas product, but they just needed a little help, uh, you know, selling it, marketing it. So they partner with us, join our Go Texan program. We show them how to get in into HEB. You'll see our uh, trademark on lots of products in HEB. Uh, Kroger's, we show them how to sell it on Amazon, export it, you know, to, to foreign markets, whatever they need, whether we're the partner in that. So that's how, that's how it was originally set up. When I came on board, we were just doing that within the borders of Texas. I expanded the Go Texas marketing uh, across the nation and uh, across the globe, actually. The first month I was in office, we were on every continent on the globe marketing Texas products. And quite honestly, it's really easy. I mean, people just love to do business with a Texan. I, you know, I just show up my, my big hat, belt buckle, and West Texas accent. It's just like a magnet. <laughs> just close the deal right there. Yes, sir. I believe it. Would you talk to us about beef? Um, there's been a concern for a number of years now. I know we've had this label. I've, I'm familiar with this idea of a label that's, uh, you know, made here in the USA or some kind of USA sticker on our beef. And then we find out that, well, the, the rumor or the story is that the beef actually is just being cut up in the United States, that it may be coming from Brazil or other places. How does the uh, Department of Agriculture protect Texas beef? Well, now this is a, this is a federal issue, not a state issue, but I, I certainly rail against it. I'm trying to get it changed, and we're making some headway. Uh, every product shipped into the United States has to have a country of origin. So if you pick up an avocado, it may say product of Mexico. You pick up a tomato, a tomato or a grape, it may have a sticker on it that says product of Chile, except two products do not have to have that stamp on it, and that's beef and pork. We can have beef shipped in from Paraguay or Argentina, 
and as long as it's repackaged, they can label it product of USA. Now, that's just not right. That's lying to the American consumer. That's not truth in advertising. Uh, we've got to stop that. Uh, they're importing a lot of cheap, inferior beef, uh, repackaging it, uh, grinding it up in the hamburger, mixing it with American beef. Sometimes they don't, they don't even have to mix it with American beef. They can still call it product of USA. That's just wrong, wrong, wrong. Absolutely. I think we all agree with that. And uh, um, it's just, yeah, it's one of those things that just makes me, yeah, just makes me sick. And I know it's a federal issue. Um, what the, uh, are, are you seeing more of these, you mentioned avocados and I know that, uh, the avocado capital of Texas is right there, down there by the, by the, uh, the border. Um, what, are we getting more of these products, uh, being grown in Texas or are we importing more? Where, where are we at right now compared to recent years? Well, we've, we've really been hurt, uh, in the area of tomatoes. Our tomato growers have just about gone out of business. Melons, uh, cantaloupes, those are another thing that uh, it's really hard to compete with. Uh, the South of Mexico and South American, we've got uh, cartel members uh, involved in that, growing them at or below cost just so they can launder money through those, through those items, so it makes it very difficult. That's why it was very important under the Trump administration that we redo the NAFTA agreement. We updated, and we did. So the new uh, uh, USMCA agreement is uh, much better. We've got tighter controls on that, and it, it's really helped us uh, when it comes to uh, competing on a level playing field uh, in the vegetable market. So with what's going on at the border um, uh, right now, and we've got the standoff with the federal government at Shelby Park, we've had tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people cross into the country illegally uh, through our Texas border. Does this have any impact on the Department of Agriculture or any of the areas where you have your, your fingers in the pie? Well, of course it does. I mean, our farmers' records have been suffering for the last three years under the Biden administration. I mean, we knew uh, when Biden ran for office that he was an open borders guy that if he got elected, you know, it was going to be open borders. Sure enough, about six million people have poured through our, our border, and they go right through our farms and ranches, and, and uh, uh, you know, it's not just, you know, migrants wanting a better life. It, it's MSM, M, uh, MS-13 gang members. It, it's trafficking. It's fentanyl. It's it's drugs pouring in. Uh, uh, it's horrible it, it's what's happening. So, finally, uh, after three years, we should have done it started the moment we knew Biden was going to be president, but uh, finally, Texas is doing something. The governor Abbott is finally putting up the razor war. I, I, I called for razor wire the minute that Biden uh, took office, actually before he took office, that we needed to prepare. So three years late, but at least we're, we're finally doing it, so we've got a battle now whether we keep the wire up or not. The Supreme Court said that the federal government has a right to cut it and take it down. So now we're, we're at a standoff, uh, if, if you will, uh, and we'll see who blinks. Uh, right now, the federal government hasn't made an attempt to force Texas to do that, but uh, we've got uh, 25 other governors backing us up, you know, telling us to stand the ground, but they'll stand
stand with us. Uh, they'll send their National Guards down to help us if we need it. So this this is a pot that's uh, simmering right now, but it could turn into uh, you know a boiling pot any any day now. You know, this uh, reminds me, I was, I think it was about a year, year and a half ago, I saw a video of an organic um, lettuce grower. And uh, so this is kind of two topics here in one. It's organic vegetables, organic grown vegetables. But his farm was right on the border, um, right across from the river. And even though he had fencing up around it, the way the rules are on organic um, uh, growing and being labeling organic vegetables, if someone walked through his field, he had to remove and, like, just get rid of a whole bunch of uh, 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 heads of lettuce just because one person walked through that. So two points in there. How does Texas regulate organically grown uh, vegetables or vegetables that are labeled as organic? And then, again, this is right on the border. Well, that's, that's another thing my, my department does. We we actually started the organic program uh, way, way back in the 1980s and, and 90s, and the federal government adopted the Texas Organic uh, Program. So I have inspectors that do that uh, go out and inspect, and, and we, we test, we pull leaf samples. We have a, a, a laboratory where we send those to. Uh, we run the laboratory ourselves. And we test for any chemicals or anything that would be non-organic. Uh, it's very strict. Uh, we want a real tight ship. If you pick up something with a Go Texan label on it and it says organic, I can guarantee you within 100% that it is organic. So that that's basically the program and, and how it runs. It does make it difficult down on the border. You know, people come through there. Not only people coming through there, but throwing the trash down has the effect on it. Uh, you know. Uh, defecating in the field, messing things up, uh, all of those things are factored in and make, make it real difficult to maintain a truly 100% organic crop. And there's, there, there is no nothing other than 100% organic. There's no kind of organic allowed. I mean, it, it either is or it isn't. That's good to hear. Um, we're, we need to take a short break. I'm hoping you can stick with us through the break. I have on the line with me the Texas Department of Agriculture, Sid Miller, and um, um, I want to give him, I'm going to give you a little teaser before we take a break, but uh, in the last talk that um, I heard um, Sid Miller give, Mr. Miller give, and it was at the Moms for Liberty event a couple of weeks ago or last week, and um he got up, and after the introductions, uh, one of the first things he said is uh, the Texas uh, legislature, maybe it was the Texas House or legislature, is run by Democrats, and there was kind of this uh, silence in the room. And so, uh, Secretary Miller, when we get back, I would like to uh, discuss that. Can you stick around with us, sir? Absolutely. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break. We will be right back with uh, Texas Department of Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller. Y'all stay tuned. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and I have on the line with me uh, Commissioner Sid Miller with the Texas Department of Agriculture. 
And uh, last week when he spoke at the Moms for Liberty, one of the first things he said on the stage was that uh, the Texas House or the Texas legislature is run by Democrats. Now, most of us know that the Republicans have had a majority in the Texas House and the Texas Senate uh, going on 22 or three years now. So when you made a statement like that, Commissioner Miller, that kind of threw some people off. Would you explain yourself? So what happens, we have a uh, really strong uh, Senate, and they pass out our Republican uh, agenda, and they get it over to the, to the House, and it dies there. And the reason it does, the Speaker of the House and the one before him and the one before him have got elected by getting all the Democrats together, and then they only need 10 or 12 Republicans. So with all the Democrats, uh, the Speaker's beholden to those Democrats. So what does he do? He appoints them and puts them in charge of key committees. He appointed eight Democrats as committee chairs. We are the only state that has a Republican majority in the House that has Democrat chairs. It's not ever, ever done. So, you know, that's why I say the Democrats still uh, control the House. I'll give you one quick example. I've been working real hard to get good legislation passed to stop China from buying any more of our farmland. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. I mean, surely everybody can agree to that. That's a bad idea to let our enemies, you know, buy farmland, give us access to our food supply. They put up wind farms, access to our electric grid, and they always buy that land next to military installations so they can spy on America. But we need to stop it. We had a good bill. came right out of the Senate early in the session. Went to the Texas House, went to the State Affairs Committee, never got a hearing. It died. Never even got a hearing, much less a vote on the floor. This would have gotten the floor that would have passed overwhelming. So that's that's one example when I say the Democrats won the House. The Democrats didn't want that bill to pass, so they just kept it bottled up. And the Speaker had to let them because he can't get reelected without the Democrats because he's kind of a woke liberal uh, Republican. So um, you've been traveling around the state uh, quite a bit recently, and at first um, I think a lot of people assumed you were going to be on the ballot this year because we've been seeing so much of you. And uh, then we found out you've still got two more terms on your, or two more years in your term. So tell me what, why, and uh, it, uh, why are you traveling around going to all these uh, different places? And by the way, uh, uh, Commissioner Sid Miller is going to be in Kerrville on February 15th. We're looking forward to that with a with a, a candidates forum. So if you're not running for office, and we know how hard it is for those who are running to be out on the road all the time, what is it? What's your objective? Why are you out right now on the road? Well, actually, I'm in I'm in South Texas. I'm headed to Kerrville to do it doing an event for a good constitutional conservative down here. So you're right. I am campaigning as hard as I've ever campaigned. And I've always stayed out of Republican primaries. I've always thought, you know, uh, I just don't feel right attacking a fellow Republican. But here's the problem. I'm fed up with these rhinos. They're not really Republicans. So I announced uh, back early uh, when the primary season started that I was going on a rhino hunt. And I was going to hunt them all down until they're extinct. 
so that's what I'm doing. I am I am uh, going after these guys, incumbents, uh, mostly non-incumbents. We're going, we're going after them. So uh, I'm out here doing, doing just just that. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of it. We can't get good legislation through with the Democrats still in charge of the Texas House. So have you spent any time down in the uh, Beaumont area? I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering. who. who there's someone in the Beaumont area that needs to be unelected. Uh, uh, I'm just having a shortage right now. Um, you spent any time down there in south, far southeast Texas? I will be down there as the, as the election gets a little closer. We're running against the, the Speaker of the House down there, Dave Phelan. I've endorsed David Covey along with Ken Paxton. Uh Donald Trump just endorsed him, so that's that's uh, that shows you we're, we're pretty serious about this. We've got Ken Paxton involved in uh, most of these races against uh, these these rhinos. We've got Ted Cruz. I'll, I'll be in Turville uh, supporting a good constitutional conservative. Westerdale be on the fifteenth at the uh, Wild Hotel there, uh, six p.m. Come on out. Other candidates will be there that you need to meet. Uh, but Wes is, you know, he's, he's got my endorsement. He's got Ken Paxton's endorsement. He's got Ted Cruz's endorsement. He's got liberty-loving Ted Nugent, the Motor City bad man, you know, the you know, Second Amendment champion. He's, he's back in Wes. Wes. Wes has been a, a champion for, for, for liberty and freedom and fighting against tyranny for, I know, I've known him for at least probably 10 years. So he's, he's been in the trenches. He's, 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 uh, he's the real deal. And uh, we're going to try to get him in office, and uh, maybe not have some in any of these rhinos. He will be replacing uh, the state rep. It's an open seat. Andrew Murr, who actually led the charge to impeach a fellow Republican, Ken Paxton. Yep, we're. Um, I've known Wes ever since he started working at the Capitol. I'm. I've been up and busy at the Capitol for about the last four sessions. And I have met Wes up there. I also got to know uh, David Covey up there and uh, the Covey family. And so, folks, if you can help, even if you don't live in Wes's, West Verdell's district or David Covey's district, both of these guys, especially, man, both of them could really use your support. Uh, Commissioner Miller, we're looking forward to you being here in February and uh, 15th and um, at the Y.O., and uh, we're looking forward to meeting a lot of candidates there. And I want to thank you for the work you're doing, uh, for your work of, of going out and promoting these rhinos, which, by the way, around here, I call them transpublicans. <laughs> That's a good one. I've heard that one. Thank so, you. The, so there we go. Uh, Commissioner Miller, thank you so much for joining us this morning. You bet, guys. God bless. Have a good day. All right. There you go, folks. Um, always good to speak with, um, one of our, um, top folks in the state of Texas and, uh, yes, Sid Miller, even he's not running. Listen, I was serious when I asked him that question, we've got, it's hard to be out on the road during a campaign season. And if you just for yourself, I mean, that is hours and hours and hours. And then, so for, for uh, Sid Miller, for the Honorable Sid Miller to decide that um, he's going to go out, even when he doesn't have to, but he is so concerned about what's going on in the Texas legislature that he's he's going out there and working for and helping all of uh, these folks out there that are trying to replace the trans the rhinos, 
And listen, February 15th at the YO, we're going to give you more details on that. That is your Kerr County Candidate Forum uh, brought to you, I believe, by We the People, Liberty in Action. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Um, We did not have a chance to get on the calendar at the beginning of the program, so I'm going to go ahead and give you some of those dates right now. Um, Tonight in Lano, tonight in Lano, there is a a candidate Q&A for uh, folks up in that running in Lano County in that area, and that is uh, tonight at 530 and uh, for details, you need to go to LanoTeaParty.org. That's double L-A-N-O, TeaParty.org. Uh, go check that out. But uh, this is a good opportunity uh, for those in Lano County and Lano to, you know, I said Lano County. I think it's Lano County. Oh, well, yep, Lano County. And uh, it's a good opportunity for you to meet these people. These Q&As, I talked yesterday about the uh, sheriff's, um, uh, forum uh, two nights ago, and uh, there's, yeah, we talked about all the issues with having candidate forums. It's not easy, and uh, so every time an organization has, like Lano Tea Party, has a candidate forum, you need to have a little bit of mercy, a little bit of grace on the organizers. You know, you may not like the fact that they want you to submit your questions ahead of time. You may not like the fact that, uh, well, these guys just take questions from the floor and I can't get up there. You may believe that they're handpicking the uh, questions and your, your question never gets asked and you're upset about that. I, all of those things are true, all right? I have been in every one of those Q&A situations where we've uh, taken cards during, where we've opened up the mic, where we've not allowed questions, where we've had the... Uh, only the uh, MC asks the questions. We've gone through all of these. All of them have their good sides and their bad sides. So the best thing I can tell you is that any of these forums or Q&As um, is a time to not go into massive details on your theory or on your point of view on a certain thing. These candidate forums and meet and greets are designed for you to spend a little bit of time with the candidate, listen to what they have to say. If you have a chance to submit a question that everybody else gets to hear, if they like they did uh, the other night where they were writing them all down Tuesday night, you had to submit your questions in writing. Um, but what I want to tell you is this is where you use your business card or your calling card. Now, you may not have a business card. If you're retired, fine. You don't have to have a business card if you're retired. But it really helps when you meet one of these candidates and you go, man, I'd really like to talk to you about X, Y, Z. And But it's going to take more time. I want to unfold this idea for you and then have some feedback from you. You hand them your business. You hand them your business card or your calling card. It's got your phone number, your email, however you want to do that and say, can we make an appointment? Can I make an appointment to come visit with you? This is the best way to vet these candidates. The the forums and the Q&As, these are introductions. You want to get deeper with them, really deep, you're going to have to sit down and visit with them. And if they're not willing to do that, then you need to look for another candidate. So that's tonight in Lano. 
on Saturday, on Saturday at one, from one to two, is uh, in uh, Kerrville is the monthly first Saturday prayer gathering um, at Zion Lutheran, and uh, th- we want to thank Zion Lutheran for that. Um, for a long time, those were held outside in front of the courthouse, and then in the summer it was too hot, in the winter it was too cold. So Zion Lutheran has been hosting this uh, first Saturday prayer, and it's from 1 to 2, the first Saturday of every month, and that would be this Saturday, the day after tomorrow. I'll be in Bandera on Saturday in one of the um, MCs uh, on the uh, Mardi Gras parade. Uh, I'm not going to be, I know they have callers at, at, one, at the beginning and one at the end, and then in the middle. I was in the middle last year in front of the courthouse. This year, I'm not sure where they're going to put me. Um, it, it, but it's not the middle. He told me that I'm going to be on one end or the other. So that's where I'm going to be Saturday, uh, Sunday from two to four. Oh no. Sunday is two, four, uh, February 4th, Sunday at noon at the victory fellowship, the Gillespie County Sheriff's forum and chili Cookoff. Here's another chance. You know, that forum on uh, thir- uh, uh Tuesday night was packed packed wasn't it it was standing room only till they moved a couple of new rows of seats up into the front um here's your other chance so you may not have gotten to ask your question in fact i know someone who had a very good question wanted it asked it was written down and it never came up and it was so disappointing for him and and so here's another opportunity sunday at noon at victory fellowship in fredericksburg it's a gillespie county sheriff's forum and chili cook off um, and then, uh, that's this, uh, Sunday, then next Thursday, a week from tonight, Fredericksburg tea party guns and roses meeting, man, it's going to be a blast looking forward to seeing you at that meeting. It's a, one of our favorite meetings of the year, folks, we're going to take a really short break and, um, we'll be back here in a second. He's seen a few skirmishes in his time. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for sticking around. By the way, if you wanted to share this, uh, this uh, episode with someone uh, and and let them know this uh, show today. Um, say, hey, Sid Miller was on there and he said some really interesting things. You should listen to it. Um, then you can go uh, immediately after this program is over, like, you know, 30 seconds after the program is over. And if you go to Hill Country Patriot, you will see that today's uh, show has been recorded and is up there as a podcast. Now, they last for about a week. And so after that, you need to go to someplace else to find those podcasts. I have I, over 1,000 podcasts, recordings of this program up on Spotify and a number of other uh, different uh, uh, podcast platforms. In fact, if you wanted to go back, uh, you could find my interviews with Ellen Troxclair a couple of years ago. Just go back. Any of my podcast, anywhere there's podcasts, you can find The Matt Long Show. I do, I try to get them up on the same day, sometimes in the evening, 
Sometimes it doesn't happen. In fact, uh, there's been quite a few Fridays where, I, yeah, it didn't even get up until Monday afternoon with the Monday show. So, um, but that is where you can find these programs. And uh, I usually put my guest uh, name on the very top line or at least the second line that you can see when you go to your webcast, uh, when you go to your podcast uh, place. Um, I'm concerned, like many other conservatives around the country, that our voices are going to slowly be getting cut off as we approach this election cycle here in November um, and actually even March. And so it wouldn't if you wake up someday and you go to Spotify and the Matt Long show has just completely disappeared then where are you going to look? Well, I've got them also am putting the these shows onto modern podcasts. Um, the one I'm currently using, I've been researching a lot of the modern podcast apps. And the one I like right now is, uh, <laughs> I don't have my phone in front of me. It's called Pod something. Isn't that good? Pod, here we go. That's a good Podverse. Podverse is a pretty good one. Uh, Podcast Guru, I've been uh, working with that one. And uh, so these are things that, um, um, these are things that, uh, places where these, where we cannot get canceled. All right. So as soon as I start um, getting more and more onto the modern podcast apps, if I get canceled on the major ones, that's where you'll find me. Uh, go to modernpodcastapps.com. They are not paying me to do this. Uh, this is a friendly uh, help for those of you who know that the conservative voice gets squashed everywhere it goes. And uh, so you might want to go ahead and start checking the modern podcast apps out, modernpodcastapps.com, and uh, pick one or two, three, four. Try them. Try them. You, you can always just say, no, I don't like that one. Um, so there you go. The... Um, been reading out nehemiah the last couple of days and uh so uh, that was uh, that's been interesting that was one of those where i had read it the night before and i got one message out of it and then as i was reading through it on the program on uh tuesday it was all of a sudden a completely new message jumped out at me and so man this is uh beneficial to me and to everybody and uh thank you for the text kitty and uh, letting me know that uh, go Sid Miller. Um, so, oh, yeah, here we go. Um, uh, here, Facebook is uh, censoring stuff. Um, friend of ours, uh, David, just said uh, they're censoring him on, uh, on Facebook. Yeah, David, they, they kicked me off of Facebook several years ago. In fact, I was kind of angry that they took so long to kick me off. Um, because all my friends were getting kicked off of social media, all my good uh, conservative friends, and I wasn't. And I just felt like, well, maybe I'm just not, maybe I'm just not outspoken enough. Well, we got to their limit and permanently banned from Facebook. Um, so there you go. That's what's going to happen. And so do you know what the modern podcast apps are? That will help you a whole lot. Um, so I am today in First Thessalonians and five, and uh, it's it's about the day of the Lord. It's about the coming of Christ and about our salvation. And uh, so this is um, this is one of those end time scriptures. So let's see what 
Paul had to say in his first letter to the Thessalonians in chapter 5. He says, Now as to the times and the epochs, brethren. See, he even knew then the epoch was coming. I mean, what can you say? Now as to the times and the epochs, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourself know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying, while they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, we are not in the darkness that the day of, would overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as also, just as you also are doing. You know, we always, Paul is always referring to military things, a breastplate of faith and love. You know, if you're, if everything's, if everything's okay and, 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 you know, life is hunky-dory, yet why would you need a breastplate? A breastplate is for going into war. A breastplate is for protection when you go into war. And your helmet, the helmet of salvation, again, I mean, I know kids wear helmets on bicycles. That's to protect them. <laughs> but when Paul was talking, when Paul was talking, that helmet was talk that that was a piece of military equipment that kept you safe. And he says, your helmet, the hope of salvation is your safety. That is your helmet that protects you, the hope of salvation. And then the breastplate of faith and love, again, these are terms of war. Was Paul telling us that we're going to be in a constant state of war? Yes, he was. We are. We're in a constant state of war with Satan. We're in a constant state of war. And so that language, that military language that Paul uses, um, girding your loins and, and, and the breastplate and the helmet and all of these things are for protection during times of war because Paul knew and we are told that we are going to be constantly under attack. And so that is why we need to be prepared. That is why we talk about praying. Um, nothing for, all right, hold on. I'm going to turn on Lorraine's mic. Lorraine, here you go. This, one, this, is, this is one thing I've always been concerned about that scripture. Okay. He put something on my head, something in my breastplate, something a shield, gave me a sword, and but guess what? There's nothing for the back. Why? Because there is no turning back. Wow. I and you know, from that I would also let's see how far can we go with this. I would say that that's because Jesus has your back. There you go. 
think Jesus has your back. And, and there's fe- no retreat. And there's no retreat, no turning <laughs> around. And uh, so Paul reminds us of that constantly, and I think we need to. I think we need to be reminded of it constantly because we're living in. I mean, we're, we couldn't be more privileged, could exactly. could we? I mean, we could <laughs> not be more privileged. In right. in life, we are fat and happy in this country. No disrespect to my skinny people, but we are skinny <laughs> friends. But we are fat yep. and happy in yep. this country. And our shields have come off and our helmets have come off. And we're getting yep. deceived and pulled right. off exactly. the side of the road on a regular basis. And more chaos is coming. I'm going to talk tomorrow about some of the chaos that is happening, that it has to do with the primary elections. Mm. And uh, so we've, uh, just to give you a little bit of a preview, uh, endorsements. Oh, my goodness. If your friend or someone you really like didn't endorse your candidate, and we're seeing a lot of that, my friend, well, my friend says, "Oh, oh, you're for him or you're for her. Well, I'm for the other. Folks, that's what this is all about, and we need to respect that. And it's actually sowing enmity. You know, i got to pull some uh, scripture out there, but that's the only one I could come up with. (laughs) That is sowing bad stuff. It is. And we're we're doing it to each other, and we're doing it to ourselves. And uh, so that is going to be my topic for tomorrow. I started, I had a brain, a brain flash, I don't know, somewhere around 730 last night. And I had to grab a notepad and I made about two minutes, two pages worth of notes (laughs) because I wanted to be sure and get every thought in. And then I was, I was, I was looking at, I'm thinking that's more than one show. (laughs) So, but um, primary season is upon us. Don't let it ruin your friendships. Don't let it it cause problems in your family. If someone you really love or like or endorses or stands with someone else, just smile, shake their hand, and let's go on about our business. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and we'll see y'all back here tomorrow.